We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up and welcome to the uncontested post-game edition. I'm your host for tonight, Jacob Niffen, as the Thunder lose to the Pelicans in overtime, 128 to 125. We are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you do not already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Drop us a five-star rating while you're at it. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Folks, that was a game. That was a game. The Thunder lose to the Pelicans in overtime. In the first half, you probably said, well, they're going to get blown out. And then in the second half, you probably said, well, they're going to win by 10. And then with under two minutes left to go in the game, you probably said, I don't know. Maybe they'll squeak it out. We end up in overtime. In overtime, I thought they were going to lose by 7+. plus. They end up having a chance to take the second overtime. What a wild game. The last one before Christmas. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. So let's dive into this. First, I have uh, my my big takeaways, which are the career night for Shea. Uh, Number two, slow first half. Number three, free throws. Number four, the return of Trey. And five, Josh is PDG. Stands for pretty damn good. Before we break down and analyze all of those, we're going to do a step-by-step game summary. Also, I would love to answer any and all of your questions in the chat tonight. So if you have any questions, please drop them. I will answer them for you guys. Let's get into the 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 step by step game summary here. So Oklahoma City starts this one pretty hot. Uh, they are getting to the rim at will. I think their first six or eight points were layups. Things looking great, and then the Pelicans just turn off the faucet for OKC. They ratchet down on defense. The Thunder can't really buy a basket anywhere. 
Pelicans start to get a little bit hot. And it is 33-23 after the first quarter. We start the second quarter. Um, Pelicans still have it going. Uh, OKC runs the the shooters lineup. Isaiah Joe got minutes. Muscala got minutes. Lindy Waters got minutes. Trey Mann, fresh out of the G League, gets minutes. Uh, most, if not all, of the shooters uh, really struggle tonight. Uh, I can pull up the stats here really fast. Let's see here. Uh, Lindy Waters, 0 of 1 from the field, 0 0 from 3. Uh, Isaiah Joe. Uh, I'm sorry, Lindy was 0 of 1 from 3. Joe was 0 of 3 from 3. Muscala was 1 of 3 from 3. Kenrich Williams, 1 of 3 from 3. Lou Dort, not really a shooter, 0 of 4 from 3. Jalen Williams, 0 of 3 from 3. Thunder just could not find the distance with a lot of those guys tonight. Um, so the second quarter kind of starts to spiral and we get to half. At one point in the second quarter, the Thunder were down by as many as 21. I think they go into halftime down 18. And at halftime, New Orleans had made six more threes and six more free throws than the Thunder. Uh, that's a lot of points. So six threes, that's 18 points. Six free throws, that's six points. You're looking at 24-point difference at the three-point and free throw line. That'll do it, folks. After the game tonight, Coach Dagnalt said that the team came out with low energy in that in the first half, but really tried to let that be their catalyst in the second half. And boy, oh boy, did they come out on a tear. Shea comes out of the halftime and just is cooking dudes left and right. Poku at one point had eight straight in the third. He splashed a three, had a nice little pick and roll with Shea where he caught a wide open pass and hit a little layup. And then pulled a three again and hit it. Had eight straight. Poku had a great night. He wasn't in my five takeaways, but I do want to make a mention of Poku here since he's not in the takeaways. 32 minutes tonight battling with Jonas Valanciunas uh, and Jackson Hayes and Willie Hernan Gomez. Poku, 7 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Had 17 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals, only 1 turnover. I thought Poku who has struggled recently, uh, had a really, really good night tonight. Uh, really awesome to see from Poku. Hopefully that can uh, be a bit of a catalyst moving forward for him and a, a good jumping off point uh, to push forward here in the next few games. Uh, Thunder defense was swarming in the third quarter. I thought that the final possession of the quarter featured Shea Gilgis-Alexander challenging somebody at the rim um, I forget who it was. Maybe it was CJ McCollum. Uh, there was a kick out. He closed out like crazy fast on, I want to say Marshall. Uh, Might have been, I'm sorry, my dogs are barking in the background. Might have been Najee Marshall. Uh, maybe it was Trey Murphy the third. I can't remember, but it was just like a really impressive defensive play from Shea. Thunder win the third quarter, 31 to 16, which was awesome. And then the fourth quarter starts, and the Thunder really start to take hold. They got up by as many as like 10 or 11. It got to double digits. Uh, looking really good, but the Thunder were fouling early in the quarter, and it led to the Pelicans getting into the bonus pretty early in the quarter. And that resulted in 17 Pelican free throws. I think they went 15 of 17 in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, and that really doomed OKC. Uh, the game is tied up. The Thunder have the ball with about 25 and a half seconds left. Uh, a chance for a go-ahead game winner. Uh, they put the ball in Trey Mann's hands. A lot of discourse about this one on social media tonight. 
They put the ball in Trey Mann's hands. After the game, coach said that that play was set up to run to get Shea the ball. But the Pelicans denied it, so Shea backed out and let Trey cook. Yeah, Eamon says, I need what the dog doing, Sounder. They're, my wife is gone right now, and the dogs are being crazy. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, but I can't get up and stop podcasting on a live stream. So we're just going to roll with it, man. Anyway, so Trey Isos on the final possession of the game. Lots of people saying, oh, my God, Shea needs a touch there. How could they do that, giving the ball to the guy from the G League? In all fairness, it's a really good play. Uh, Trey crossed the piss out of CJ McCollum, nearly dropped him, got to his dominant hand, his right hand, got to the rim. Jackson Hayes rotated over, tried to contest it. Uh, Trey extends out pretty far, flips it up, and it just bounces off the rim. It was a really good look, just didn't go. Uh, A little bit of confusion there at the end. Um, No one had possession. The Pelicans were trying to call timeout. Uh, Refs decided just to say... End of regulation. We're going to OT. We get into OT. The Thunder hit the first bucket. Then the Pelicans start hitting some shots. Got up by as many as seven. Um, And a lot of people started leaving the arena. But we had a play that kind of lasted like really long. Ended up with a Josh Giddy layup at the rim to cut it from... Um, uh, five to three, and eight seconds left. There are about sorry, about twelve seconds left. Pelicans get the ball and the Thunder traps CJ McCollum on the baseline, who steps out. So we get a turnover with eight seconds left. Thunder ball underneath their own basket. Three point game, no timeouts. And in my mind, I was at the arena tonight. In my mind, during that timeout, I'm thinking, okay. And I even leaned over and said to my dad, I said, Josh Giddy inbounds. You're going to have Shea, Isaiah Joe, Trey Mann, and Mike Muscala. You're going to space the floor for shooters, and you're going to take a three uh, to tie this thing up. Well, Josh comes out to inbound, and Shea come out, and Isaiah Joe come out. But then Poku and Dort. Uh, Dort has been very underwhelming offensively this season. Uh, just missing tons of shots at the rim, making poor decisions. I was very surprised Dort was out there. Um, I, I haven't rewatched the play since I watched it live, but Poku slips on uh, and falls on the ground over on a screen that was supposed to spring Shea, I believe. So the play gets blown up, ends up getting inbound into Isaiah Joe, who bobbles the ball, drops it, uh, and then shoots like a little turnaround, almost like a free throw line, like 10, 12 footer, uh, misses it. And then Josh gets in there, for, gets an offensive rebound and a tip back, uh, also misses it. Uh, Josh might've got fouled there. And we uh, we get a foul on, I believe it was Jackson Hayes gets fouled there. Um, I believe that play was drawn up to be a three-point shot. Like it had to have been because there's no way you're going for a quick two when you're down three with eight seconds to go and no timeouts. Um, you got to shoot the three there. So at that point, the game looks over, but Jackson Hayes misses both free throws uh, and the ball gets tipped out of the mosh pit and just lands in Shea's lap at midcourt. And that man takes two dribbles, has about a 35 a footer, 
pulls it, and my God, did I think that thing was going down. Gets halfway in, rattles out, bounces out, game over. Thunder lose by three. So if you didn't watch the game or you want another breakdown, like there's what we got. The the end of the last play, the end of regulation, and the last second to last play uh and overtime, both kind of questionable. Uh, but you gotta hand it to the Pelicans. I thought they did a good job defensively on both of those. So let's get to some analysis. My first one was career night for Shea. We've kind of buried the lead here. Shea Gilgis Alexander sets a new career high. Sucks that it came in a loss, but a new career high with 44 points. Previous career high was 42. He had got that three times as recently as this year. 44 points for Shea. He was 17 of 29 from the field. Crazy efficient. Three of four from three. Took a lot of threes tonight. Uh, the the only miss was that 35-footer. Um, had the step back going. Was seven of nine from the free throw line. Ten rebounds, six assists, two steals. Shea was a superstar tonight. I tweeted it out during the game. He was the best player on the floor. And it wasn't close. And the Pelicans knew exactly what Shea wanted to do. He wants to get to the lane. He wants to to get to the rim. He wants to shoot that little mid-range J. Pelicans know what he wanted. The Pelicans have a guy that I thought has played the best defense on Shea all year and Herb Jones. And Shea just did whatever the hell he wanted anyways. I mean, they just could not stop that man. He had it going. Uh, and it was such a pleasure to see I mean, he he couldn't miss. He was 17, or, yeah, 17 of 29 is just insane. Um, one of those misses is that like heave at the end of the game. He also had a heave at the end of the third quarter. Um, so if he wanted to like, you know, preserve his shooting percentage or whatever, you, you, like some guys do, he could have not shot those and been even more efficient. I just thought he was phenomenal tonight. Phenomenal this season. All NBA. Like, you can't say anything else. Like, he he deserves, as of right now, he's one of the top 15 players in the league. He deserves an all NBA spot. He will definitely be an all-star here in a couple of months. Uh, and I can't wait to see it. So make sure you guys go vote Shea for, uh, for the all-star game on your NBA app. So that's takeaway number one was career night Shea. Takeaway number two is free throws. The Thunder were 18 of 25 from the line tonight, 72%. It's not like them. Uh, Shea missed two on the same trip, which was wild. Uh, J-Dub missed one. Uh, Kenrich Williams missed one. The real culprit, Lou Dort, four of seven. Uh, very, very inefficient night at the free throw line uh, on, on the offensive end in general for Lou Dort. Four of seven tonight from the free throw line, just not going to cut it. But it's not the Thunder free throws that I'm worried about. 18 of 25. The big difference in this one is the Pelicans were 33 of 40. They took 15 more free throws than Oklahoma City. Um, they made 15 more free throws than Oklahoma City. Um, 18 plus 15 is 33. I think my math is right there. They make 15 more free throws in a three-point game. Like, that's... That's the game for you right there, you know. Uh, you even out those free throws, and it's an even game. 
Uh, Najee Marshall led the way for the Pelicans in free throw shooting at, he had 10. Uh, Trey Murphy, only two of two from the free throw line, but that man, five of eight from three, had 23 points. He really cooked Oklahoma City. And even though the Pelicans were down multiple starters, just the balance of scoring from them. When you look down the uh, the box score tonight, 15, 17, 10, 17, 23, 5, 21, 9, 11. Uh, just a very balanced scoring night. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in double figures for them. Uh, kind of just had it going a little from everywhere. Herb Jones, only four of 10. Uh, I thought the Thunder did a great job on CJ McCollum, five of 18. But that free throw difference uh, is is the big one. And I mean, the Thunder took more shots, 102 to 94 in field goal attempts. Uh, they took less threes, 35 to 37. I thought some of the the fouls, specifically the ones that were called on Josh Giddy, I thought were pretty weak calls. Um, I thought Josh did a pretty good job defending with his body and being straight up and was still getting whistled. Um, but I can't come in here and complain about free throw discrepancies whenever the Thunder benefited in both the Portland game on games on free throw discrepancy. But those Portland games, like Portland shot way more threes, the Thunder attacked the basket. I thought tonight both teams evenly attacked the basket, uh, but the free throws were way weighted to one side. But you know what? Stop fouling people or be more aggressive on your drives to the rim, I guess, and and get fouls. And then maybe you even up the free throw line discrepancy. So, uh, But I did think free throws was probably the difference in the game tonight. Um, oh, I, I skipped my second one. Let's go back to my second big point, which was a slow first half. Um, I mentioned it my game-by-game breakdown or my play-by-play breakdown, but the Pelicans hit six more threes than the Thunder in the first half and six more free throws in the first half. And that's really the difference. Um, And I mean, if the Thunder don't get down 21, maybe this game isn't close and they win it really easily. When you look at just the first half, the Pelicans were 14 of 29 from two and eight of 21 from three. The Thunder were 17 of 30 from two and two of 15 from three. And that was really like, they just could not buy a basket. The energy, especially offensively, looked like just really low. Some of the rotations on defense looked slow. Uh, Mark summed it up great in his post-game press conference saying that this team uh, just lacked some energy. You know, they, they really lacked energy to start the game and uh, needed to pick it up in the second half, and they did. But the first half really doomed OKC. First half and free throws, really, really the big difference in this one. So, uh, two more takeaways. I got two more. The return of Trey Mann. Trey played two games in Las Vegas for the OKC Blue uh, in the past two days and then flew home either last night or this morning and joined the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So Trey Mann makes his return tonight. Three games in like, I don't know what that is, like 50 hours, 60 hours, something like that. But I thought he just came in with good energy tonight. He played 14 minutes. Um, Isaiah Joe played 12 minutes. Lindy Waters played nine minutes. So Trey got the most out of all of them. And in 14 minutes, he got up eight shots. Love to see that. Three of five from three. The first two did not fall. And I'm glad that he stayed aggressive and kept shooting. Uh, Had a really big one there in the fourth that really helped Oklahoma City out. Uh, He had one block, two turnovers, two personal fouls. was a plus five on the night, had nine points. That's the Trey man you want to see is just him being aggressive, searching for his shot. He had a step back. I think he had a catch and shoot. That's what he got sent to the G League for right to to find that confidence to find that range and come back and just try to cook and he did that tonight love to see Trey back in the lineup a lot of us were really high on Trey coming into the season after what he did um in preseason after all the hype from his teammates in the offseason so i'm interested to see what he does in the next week or so as far as his production and his minutes but great to have Trey back. Great to have Trey shooting threes. Only player that shot as many threes as Trey tonight was Alexei Pokashevsky. And uh, you love to see that. Trey's just getting shots up, and that's what he is elite at, and so that's what he needs to do. My fifth and final note of the night, or my final takeaway, Josh is pretty damn good. Josh Giddy on the night had, he played 34 minutes, he scored 20 points on 9 of 15 shooting. Very efficient. Didn't have any free throws. 2 of 3 from 3. 10 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, a block. The 5 turnovers are an eyesore, uh, but plus 10 and the plus minus. 20, 10, and 6 for Josh is incredible. I wish he got to the free throw line some, but 2 of 3 from 3. Post game and media availability, Josh said that 
he doesn't get to leave practice until he shoots with um, the the new shooting cho- shooting coach. There we go. Um, and it's paying off. Uh, Josh also mentioned that, you know, his mindset has changed a little bit about his, uh, his shooting. Like he said, he now takes like the right threes. Um, he said, you, you don't have to prove to anybody that you're a shooter. Just take the right ones and the percentages will go up. It's very clear that the form is changing a bit. And he just looks way more confident shooting the ball. It's more fluid. And I'm the the second one he hit tonight, which was in the left corner over Jackson Hayes. Like that was a very confident pull up. I love to see that. And so if he can continue uh, to shoot a decent clip, I think that really raises his ceiling. But there was a lot of talk about the Josh and Shea pairing and can they coexist? And I think they are really finding their stride together. Uh, They're doing some really good stuff. And when Josh is playing like this and kind of playing off Shea and then Shea plays off Josh and they work together. And then you bring Chet back into the mix and he can be like that, uh, that guy that connects everything together. I think it's going, it's going to be fine. Uh, Tonight per Nick Gallo from the OKC broadcast, Tonight, Josh's 82nd career game. That's one full season. The kid's still 20. Uh, he's He's got a long way to go. He's got so much upside and so much runway to realize that upside. So I thought Josh was incredible tonight. I think he's been awesome since losing 10 pounds to the stomach bug or the flu or whatever the hell he had. I thought Josh has been great, and I'm excited to, to continue to watch him. He's been really, really good. Tonight was no exception. The he got like I said earlier, he got some cheap fouls. I think that I don't really think he deserved, but it is what it is. Let's hit uh, just a few questions in the chat before we uh, hit the player of the game and then get out of here for the night. Um, one says, "Chances we get a fifty piece from Shea this year? I think it's really high. Uh, he had forty four tonight. I think there's a chance we get a Shea fifty piece. Um, I just hope it comes in a win." I just hope it comes in a win. Uh, Poku got to get strong uh, some more to reach his potential by Hustle on D. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, he has gotten way stronger since his first year. His legs have gotten much much more mass on them. But I agree, he's got to get a little bit stronger. Poku turns 21 the day after Christmas, I believe. I think it's in three days, Poku turns 21. So incredibly young. Lots of time to grow into his body. Not super worried about it. Last one. How would you compare Trey's year two to Teo's? The way they are going seems a little similar, but I think Trey's offense will ultimately turn around and do more for the team. I think Trey has an elite NBA skill. Like he is elite at one thing and that is shooting. I don't think Teo Maladone had one thing that he was uh, elite at. Um, Teo was kind of like this... uh, slow it down floor general type of, of point guard and, and shout out to, to Teo. He's been playing good in, in Charlotte, but I think the difference is Trey has a very definable NBA skill uh, where Teo did not. Uh, a few more here. Uh, Tristan says, I missed a good amount of this. What was that final possession? Um, kind of touched on it earlier, but I think the, the set was probably to get to shade the ball. I need to go back and rewatch it, but Poku slips and falls. 
they can't get the ball to the the set they were trying to run. They inbound it to Isaiah Joe, who I think just freaked out and shot the ball. Uh, but he's got to have more of a an awareness to him that they got to get a three there. Uh, I also don't know why Dort was on the court at that point. Gable says 50 ball in the game before all-star break. You heard it here first. I'm assuming that's for Shea. Would love, love, love to see that. Speaking of, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the uncontested player of the game when he set a career-high 44 points and you cook like you did tonight. Of course, you're getting player of the game. So shout-out to Shea. Good little Christmas gift to uh, Thunder fandom a couple days before Christmas. Speaking of, want to wish a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you who listen to The Uncontested. This show doesn't exist without you guys. We are so incredibly grateful and appreciative of you all. We wouldn't do this unless you guys listened and you guys listen and interact and watch us live stream and interact with us on social media and buy our shirts and put our stickers on stuff. And it's, we were talking about it in the Slack today, actually. It's just kind of incredible what our little podcast has grown into and uh, the community we've kind of built from this. And so happy holidays from the uncontested crew. We are all very, very thankful for all of you. Uh, Please don't ever think uh, we are not. With that being said, I'm logging out of here. You guys have a great holiday. No Sunday show from the uncontested this week as it is Christmas day on Sunday. Enjoy it with your families. Uh, Take some time out. uh, Just kind of reflect, realize what you're thankful for. um, And just enjoy, enjoy time with people. We will be back. I believe Tuesday for the San Antonio Spurs game. I think they play on Tuesday. So we'll be back then. You guys enjoy the holidays. Have a safe and happy holiday. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.